0: Welcome to the happy Ever After podcast. I'm your host, Tatiana Robertson. And yes, you heard right, happy-ish. Because this podcast is not about chasing the fairy tale. We've seen behind the curtain and most of us are ready to hop off the hamster wheel of perfection. If you've ever wondered, how'd I end up in this life? How can I change it? What do I want from life? Is there more? Then this podcast is for you. The fairy tale may not be real, that's the good news. Because life is an amazing adventure and it's time for you to pick up the pen and write your own story. So let's get started and see where this journey takes us. I am so excited today to introduce you to Gail Keyes-Allen. This woman has so much energy and vibrancy. It was her voice first made me reach out. I heard her on Kathy Heller's podcast and I was like, I have to talk to you. Your story, it just resonated so deeply with me and your voice and energy were so beautiful. So I must say, I'm just so excited to have you here. Have you share your story? And this is going to be a podcast where I think the women who are still in that phase of I don't know. I'm kind of scared to make the leap that you will find some deep, deep inspiration from Gail because she has made that leap of faith and has seen the shift. But first, Gail, welcome to the show. And please tell us a bit about your story. Well,
1: thank you for inviting me. I really, really appreciate it. Me and my story. Well, first of all, I consider myself to be the fairy godmother of life coaching. (laughs) <laughs> I call myself that is because, because I create magic with my clients. And so what does that mean? It means a total change of perception, a total change of doing the impossible. Like mm-hmm. what you once thought was impossible really wasn't impossible. You just believed it was. And so we do the work to show you that whatever you desire is possible. And that's really what I do. I work with women helping them make money. I say make money without a job, make as much money as they want to without a job and develop an amazing relationship with their money.
0: Yes. And that's key too. I love that you say that make money without a job because we have a really clear vision of what a job is Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: you definitely shatter that, but you didn't (laughs) start from that place. Like you Um, did the traditional nine to
1: five. I certainly did. I got a degree in economics, like how much more conservative could you get? (laughs) You know, I wanted to be a writer, actually. I wanted to be a writer and an artist, and I was talked out of it by everybody I knew because they told me you can't make money Mm. doing those things and you have to do something practical and got my degree in economics. And. It just never was me. So the last 16 years of my career, I worked as an accountant for a law firm, very traditional, old school law firm, white male dominated. In fact, I was the only person of color there that worked there. Mm. Um, When I left anyway, there were a few other people when I first came there. Basically, I outgrew the job. I really did. I was never made for that. That was never really my desire. I say it helped me survive a divorce and take care of my daughter. I I made good money. You know, most people, I I made six figures. So most people would think that's amazing. They wouldn't leave, which it was amazing, but it wasn't good for my soul. Really, that's how how I look at it. It wasn't good for my soul. And so less than a year ago, I quit my job, which I never in a million years as a single well, divorced woman, thought I would be able to quit my job. I bought into society's story that we need a job, we need a man, we need all these things outside of us to be able to survive. And it's, it's almost like I found the secret to surviving just by being me.
0: Wow. There's just so much in there that all of us can relate to, the taking the practical route that sort of coming from that place of fear. Okay. I have to be practical. I have to do, I have to do the things that everybody says you have to do to have a successful life, do the career, get married, education, all of that. And you already knew deep inside right. that it wasn't for you. I mean, right now we're in, what is it? They're calling it the great resignation Right. I think this time period of COVID has given people the permission to step back and reassess. Totally. And it's really hard when you're not like racing around from meeting to meeting or shoved in a cubicle with all of that. It's easy then to squish that inner knowing. But when we've all sort of stepped back, that inner knowing voice just got louder and louder for many people. Totally. totally, and And that's kind of what happened for
1: me. I mean, I knew that I wanted to leave the job. And actually, right before COVID started, I found out, like I said, I was on my job for 16 years. I had always gotten an amazing raise and bonus. And I found out I wasn't getting a raise. And my bonus was a quarter of what it had been the year before. And basically, the head, the managing partner said to me, we've decided that you're highly compensated enough. And we're not willing to pay you any more money. I, I couldn't even believe that someone. That those are the exact words he used. You are highly compensated enough, and I just wasn't buying it. You know, it just didn't sit right with my soul. That's the only way I could say. I wasn't mad at him. I was just kind of like, okay, that's the way it is. But I, I went back to my office after meeting with him, and it was like. God, spirit, whatever you would call it, um, said they do not get to dictate how much money you make. Wow. And from there on, I was on a search to figure out what I was made to do, basically. And that's how I ended up taking the course with Kathy Heller. From there, I just got out of my perfectionist ways because so many of us are told that we have to be perfect and do things the right way. And I got out of my perfectionist ways and just started experimenting with the things that I liked. And the first thing I did actually was embrace um, my creative side and just started playing with art journaling and, and just doing things that brought me joy. And then I decided to start teaching Canva, which is still creative. You know, it's graphic design software. So I did these like $50 Canva classes and people came and I did like more advanced and more advanced until I started a money book club. It was free. And for probably six to eight months, I can't remember exactly. I led a money book club every single week for free and things just evolved. And then I decided to become a life coach. And I have been thinking about it, but I had a lot of mind drama and fears around spending the money to pay for the certification. Because the school that I wanted to go to, which is, I believe, the best school in the world, it was 18000 at the time. It's, it's gone up since then. Here I am in my 60s, and I'm going to invest 18000 in a Life Coach certification. And it was scary, but I've made my money back and a whole lot more. So that certification, doing that course, like experimenting and following the joy and the fun, let allow me to settle into my coaching business.
0: So many things, like there's so many things that <laughs> just amazing. You know, somebody says, "No, we think we pay you enough." <laughs> I got to tell you, there's definitely times in my life that that could be crushing. And I'm sure like how many times people will say, Oh, but be realistic. Like you oh. can't make more than this person or this bin here, you know, oh. you get all the excuses, but yeah. you just took it for, Hmm. They aren't willing to compensate me at the level of which I deserve. Yeah. And I, cause you are giving them, Oh my gosh, you're giving them your skills. You're giving them your time. Yes. You're giving them your time. And there is money comes and goes time only passes. That's all we have. Absolutely. So, wow. I just want to say, wow, because that, I think that could be an entire like year long journey to, well, I know for me, it's probably been longer than that. Working around the money and understanding that you are worthy right. and that you were, you were so open already to saying, yeah. I am worthy of more. And then try a whole bunch of different things. Like you didn't just say, okay, I'm going to make the best Canva program that's ever existed. You're just like, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try a little bit of that. I I love that. And to be exploring the beginner's mind. The beginner's mind to go back and say, if I could listen to my inner knowing, you were always willing to explore and try different things. So that's amazing that you were already so open and that you went back to that beginner's mind at that point in your fifties, or were you already in your sixties? I was
1: already in my sixties because I'll be 66 in May. (gasps) Wow. Wow.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: And the amount
0: of vibrancy that pours out of you, I'm like life goals right there. Life goals to be Gail's Keys Allen at, you know, (laughs) at 66 with the sort of vibrancy that you have.
1: It's hard for me to believe sometimes. Like I look at myself and I'm like, dang, how did that happen? Like how did I get to this age so quickly? I don't feel... I don't know. I don't feel over 40, maybe. But when I have to admit, for a long time, I don't know why, but I I felt like I hadn't grown up. Mm. So it makes me think of Peter Pan. Like Peter Pan's not familiar to a lot of people anymore. But Peter Pan was like a big thing when I was growing up. And Peter Pan didn't want to grow up. Well, I wanted to grow up, but inside... Like, even in my 30s and early 40s, I kept thinking, when am I going to start feeling like a grown-up? Like, I don't know. I felt like I was playing grown-up. So I have a young spirit, and I really am in touch with my inner child. And I think that that plays a role in how I look, my excitement about life, my energy, because I haven't given up. And I just look forward to learning and discovering more and more and we tend to lose that as we age. And I've seen women lose it in their forties in their thirties, which makes me really sad because I'm yeah. like, you have so much to look forward to
0: know? Yeah. Oh, I know. It's heartbreaking. It is. It is. And for myself, there were decades when I did the best with what I could, but the years yep. of anguish beating myself up because I, even though I was a perfectionist, I thought that if I was a perfect perfectionist, then I wouldn't have the problems. The problem wasn't that I was a perfectionist. The problem was that I wasn't a perfect perfectionist, because if I was a perfect perfectionist, I would be just fine. And I spent so many years chasing, 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 never realizing that it was an illusion. It wasn't even real what I was chasing in this search for happiness, fulfillment, and that always, oh, I love, you're just nodding your head vigorously because I know you know this, that always, it had always been inside me. So, it had always been there inside me and that I spent 50% of my energy chasing and 50% of my energy tamping down the knowing and pretending that I didn't know the truth.
1: Yes. I mean that's me that was that was me. Yeah. I-, I think about the wizard of oz all the time, you know, and it's like we're searching 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 and then we come home to ourselves. There was never anything wrong. It mm-hmm. was never. You were perfect already. I was perfect already, but society was telling us that we needed to like raise up to these standards that no one can that no one could ever reach. And mm-hmm. I believe that we're all born perfect. We're already perfect. We don't have to do anything to earn it or become it. And so I really, really encourage people to kind of like try to silence that voice in their head that keeps making themselves wrong. That You know, especially when with women in our appearance, you know, it's like, oh, I should have bigger this and smaller that and less of this and more of that. And no. You are worthy. You are perfect just the way you are. And I have people fight me on that one. And I ask them, like, why are you arguing for your limitations? Yes. Like, why?
0: If
1: I'm, te- if I'm saying to you, accept that you are amazing and beautiful and perfect, and then you're going to explain to me all the reasons you're not. I mean, why do we want to beat up on ourselves like that? It will free you for anybody listening to this, it will free you to make your work about loving up on yourself. Yeah. It will free you. It totally transforms your life. And that's what I teach, even with women making money and starting businesses, that the first thing is you have to get full of yourself, self-full, not selfish, not self-care, self-full, full of yourself where you know I am beautiful. I am badass. You can't tell me nothing. Mm-hmm. You could try to tell me something, but that's just your opinion. And you can have your opinion, but it doesn't change mine. And I was not like this even five years ago. My brother died three years ago of terminal brain cancer. And also, I lost my hearing in one ear in 2019 through an allergic reaction to CBD, which most people didn't even know you could have that. And I gained most of my hearing back, but it really changed my mindset around life and living life to its fullest. Because I, you know, I watched my brother, he was getting ready to go to work and all of a sudden he's like on the exercise bike working out before work and his right arm and leg dropped and he couldn't move it. And they thought he had a stroke. No, he had terminal brain cancer. And in 14 months, he was gone and he couldn't even speak after maybe eight months because it just was taking over his brain. And that was my baby brother. And I just thought, tomorrow is not promised. You need to get out of your own way, girl. And I really would talk to myself like, okay, it's time to live life to the fullest because it's not promised. And that really pushed me too. So when that happened with my job, The old me would have been mad, upset, hurt, complaining. But in my spirit, it was like, are you going to choose the job or are you going to choose yourself? Mm. I just couldn't continue to give up my life to the job. I couldn't. Like, there was nothing in me. I didn't know how I was going to make it work, you know, without the job. I I certainly didn't know because in my mind, I had the same beliefs a lot of people do. Like, you know, I'm single. I'm dependent on me. You know, I'm not dependent on anybody else. And I had this view in my head before that I had to have a job. I had to have a certain amount in my 401k. I had to have certain benefits. None of that has proven true. I've made more. I made more in the first three months of the year than I did in eight months of my 100k salary. It's crazy the amount of money that I've been able to make very quickly because I've just leaned into being totally me. Wow. Yeah, wow, that's what I say.
0: I'm so sorry for your loss. And (laughs) the day that we're recording this, it was one year ago today that my middle child was diagnosed with cancer. Oh. And so St. Patrick's Day, she went into the hospital. Uh, they were actually confirmed. So first thing in the morning on the 18th, mm-hmm. she went in uh, like she was there overnight. And they they actually were just going to confirm that it was cancer because they thought so from the first scan. Mm-hmm. And they did. And then on the 19th, she had surgery that saved her life.
1: Oh, wow, that's amazing.
0: And I'm also very thankful that I'm. Canadian and I had was able to I was sleeping on a chair beside her bed at the hospital and I we were talking about that at yoga last night because the only safe place that I could go and the only time I left her was to go to yoga so that Mm -hmm. I had some meditation and release Mm -hmm. but these powerful Mm -hmm. moments in our life I wish that when everything was smooth sailing that we could have these epiphanies I know I know And I, yeah, I can tell just from the look on your face, you know, something happens and all of a sudden, just like that, we go, right, this is the purpose. I have to make things different. I feel the passing of time. I feel the potential for loss. And then there maybe there's just no more strength anymore to push that knowing down.
1: Right. Oh, I agree. That's what I felt, because what happened was also besides the not getting the raise and the bonus, my manager, this was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm -hmm. Uh, My manager came to me and said, I'm changing your work hours. We're coming back to the office because we had been out for COVID for over a year. And uh, she said, I'm changing your work hours. I want you to come into the office the same hours as me. I worked. I worked 730 to 4. She worked 9 to 530. I'm in Maryland and my office is in D.C. A lot of traffic. So that meant that I probably wouldn't get home till 637, probably closer to seven o'clock because I never left on time. Um, And the traffic was so bad. So that meant all my clients that I had started getting, When I was working from home with COVID, I wouldn't be able to meet with them because I would start meeting with clients at four o'clock when I would sign off from my job. I would start meeting with coaching clients at four. So when she came to me and said she was changing my hours, she didn't even ask me. She, her and I worked together for 15 of the 16 years. There was no conversation, no discussion, nothing. She just said, I'm changing your hours because your hours no longer work for me. Wow. And she was going on vacation for a week. And I was so shocked because I wasn't expecting that to come out of her mouth at all. I just said, "Okay, let me see what I can rearrange while you're on vacation. And while she was gone, I just said, it's time. It's, It's time. I cannot give up on my myself and my business that I had just started to go back into the office to a job that I didn't even really want anymore. And I just, sometimes we just have to jump. And Steve Harvey talks about that all the time. Like you got to jump. It's like jumping off a cliff sometimes. You get banged up and bruised and everything, but you recover, you become stronger and you overcome. Whereas if you never jump, you have no idea how powerful you are if you just stay in that situation in fear
0: yeah and if to be so disrespected yeah to be so disrespected and when we accept disrespect we disrespect ourselves
1: that's how I felt right totally totally Totally. and I couldn't I just couldn't do it I just I I, I couldn't I felt like they would chip away part of me yeah I I really did
0: Here's the thing and I feel like we've got to have a warning out there for everybody listening. Once you start to get in touch with who you really are, once you start to like you take the pressure off the lid of your inner knowing instead of tamping it down, you start to actually let your inner knowing come out so that you're hearing yourself, you're listening. Once you are, it's really hard to degrade yourself again. It's really hard to push yourself back into that box and tolerate what you have tolerated. And again, the number one reason that people leave their job is because of I'll say underskilled managers. It's a workplace that isn't, isn't supportive and it isn't facilitating your ongoing growth, your mental health, your physical health, your, you know, you are giving something to an organization and it should be reciprocal Here's the thing. A lot of people do this, where the jumps that they take are little jumps. You were still working full time as you were doing training and then taking on coaching clients. And that's the thing, the jump, it doesn't even matter how big or how small the jump is. It's the motion. It's the energy forward that matters, right? And just take the step. So some people might say, okay, now I've, I've heard my knowing. I can't let go. I can't continue as I am. I've got I've to make a big jump and it's got to be off a cliff. Mm-hmm. And some people, it's going to be like, I'm jumping from the top stair to another stair. Yes. And that's okay too. There's no right or wrong way to go. And when you reached your max, you said, okay, now it's time for me to have a conversation with myself about what I really need. And you made the decision to leave, but you'd already, you'd already set a foundation for yourself too. Yeah. And yeah. that's great. So tell me, cause you've done the training. You must've really had a lot of work going on during that time when you were working a full-time job and trying to make your dream come true at the same time.
1: Yeah, it was a lot. I, when people try to tell me they don't have time for things, I just straighten them out real quick because we have time for what we make time for yeah because when I was working from home, I was going through coach certification, but also my daughter and my grandson lived with me. My grandson was a baby we, we say a baby baby. He's two and a half now, but he was, I don't know less than a year old. And my daughter was working nights on her job. so I would watch my grandson. Sundays I'd be in coach certification during the week. I'd work, see clients. I was doing all the things, Mm -hmm. all the things. And if we want something bad enough, we make time for it. And that's what I did. I invested. I still invest. You know, I paid for the certification. I paid for masterminds and trainings. And the more that I spend, the more I make, which is so mind blowing because people are afraid to spend on their own transformation, but then how do you transform if you don't get supported by people that have been on the journey and can show you the way? We need other people to guide us on the way, people that understand what we're going through. And that's how I view myself. And I say to people, I take your hand and guide the way until you're ready to let my hand go. Or sometimes I'll say I sit in the Drivers that uh, sit in the passenger seat next to you. I'm here for you because I didn't have that. I went through a lot to pay a lot of people. I went through therapy. I did all kinds of things mm-hmm. to support myself to get to where I am today. And I find that a lot of times people are afraid to. But if you don't invest in your transformation, you will not transform anything.
0: It's kind of funny because. The common vernacular is go to university, get a degree. So you invest in yourself and you think, okay, I'm going to get a job. And, And then you get into the nine to five job. How much will you get paid if you have a high school degree, right? Then you invest a bit of money into yourself. How much are you going to get paid if you have an undergraduate degree? Now I have a master's degree. I'm looking at a different range of jobs. So even within our overall cultural nine to five norms, we understand that you have to invest in yourself so that you can qualify and have the skills necessary for these. What is more worthy of investment than your own life? What is the fuel in that life? The fuel that you put into the vehicle of your life is the investments you make in yourself. I was seeing a psychologist for years And getting that help, as well as investing in training, all of that has really been an unbelievable investment in my life. And just to put it in plain terms, the quality of my life has improved because I sleep better. I walk through my life with less mental anguish. Right, I don't have nearly as much of that. I actually can laugh at myself now, thinking that if I was only a perfect perfectionist, like it's it's so insanely ludicrous, and yet I lived in that space, and the mental trauma that I created for myself. Yes, so much. It's like that money now feels like pennies. Totally. Because where I am today. And can I say, oh, well, it was this investment that got me there? No, it was the layers. It was the layers. And even the fact that I would say, I'm going to invest in myself. Yeah, That's a shift.
1: Totally. And that starts to increase your worthiness. Even though we're born worthy, people don't believe they're born worthy. Mm. But then, the more you allow yourself to invest in yourself, the more you value yourself, if that makes sense. It just has blown my mind at how many mental shifts I've had. The more I invest, the more I question my thinking, because everything we think is not real. It's not true. And, you know, and the old me would beat up on myself. The old me was so mean to me. I, I used to say there was a drill sergeant on my shoulder that was yeah. always telling me, Do this, do this, do this. You're wrong. You should have done that. You should have done this. You have to do this. You have to do that. That drill sergeant is gone. It's gone. It took work, but I don't criticize myself like that. If anything, I show myself love and compassion, whereas before I was beating up, beating the crap out of myself. And that's what we do. That's what we do.
0: Yeah. My is the trigger of should. And now- I say don't should on yourself. Right. That's a trigger word for me when I hear in my brain saying I should, I'm like reality check. Right. Why do I think that I should do this? Right. Is this what I actually need? Is this what my family needs? Is this aligned right. with my values? Right.
1: But the shoulds come from society. There are unwritten rules, societal rules. And so the shoulds come from those rules that we think we're supposed to follow. And then if we don't follow them, then we tell ourselves there's something wrong with us because we didn't follow those rules. But we didn't choose those things. They were put upon us.
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs) If you stepped back and out of your life and just looked at how our society functions, you'd be like, what? You think you have to live up to some expectation that some other individual or group of individuals made decades ago, hundreds of years ago, that should be your litmus test about whether or not you're good enough. Right.
1: It's kind of crazy though when you think about it in that way, you know, it's like, whoa, I say. I'll clean it up. But I say we're running stuff. We're running ourselves. We're in charge of ourselves. And we have let other people be in charge of us and tell us what we should have and want and who we should be in our own life. But we can run our own lives. We have that ability. But people, they don't embrace it. And it's time to embrace it, that you're running your life. You're running your household. You're running your money. You're running. You're in charge of it all.
0: Yeah. We do have some fundamental guiding principles about kindness and love, but I actually believe that those rules are coming from within us. Kindness, generosity of spirit, all of that is inherently part of how we come into the world. And I recently heard this interview with Deepak and he was talking about how he was in a train station and there was a baby that was trying to make eye contact with him. Mm -hmm. And when he did make eye contact with this baby, the baby had, like he said, the biggest smile he'd ever seen in his life. And that's what we're born with. Mm -hmm.
1: The willingness
0: to give, share, create community, the innate direction of kindness and curiosity about the rest of the world and how you fit in it. And then all of the shoulds are the layers of, we go out asking, what does the world expect of me? And the world then tells us. So when you were talking about how you always felt you were supposed to grow up, but then you were pretending to be a grown up because inside you didn't really feel like it. Wow, Gail, what a gift you have inside you. You still have that child inside you who is just looking to make eye contact and give the biggest smile. And you do have the biggest, most radiant smile. Thank you.
1: That's the lens I see life through. It's so interesting that it's still there. And literally, like my grandson is two and a half. We have the best time together. I get on the floor and play with him. I don't even hesitate. My daughter, she's old. She acts older than I do. And (laughs) she's 33. I say she's an old lady. She's all conservative and everything. Me and my grandson, we have a good old time. I never want to lose that. I look out for that little girl inside.
0: Oh, what a beautiful message to end on to take care of that little girl inside and yeah. to prioritize that, to love on her, to love on her, to accept her, to yeah. know that she is worthy. So, oh. yeah. You have been such a blessing to so many people and a blessing for coming on my podcast. Okay. I am I am so honored to have had this conversation with you. You are a true radiant beautiful soul and I hope that anybody who's listening to this hears the connection, feels the connection, sees how you've done it that they don't other you, that they don't think, "Oh, well Gail's different and special and so that's why she could do it." But to know that we all have this in us. totally, We do. So if somebody wants to reach out to you, find out more about you, what is the best way to connect with you? I like to
1: send everybody to Instagram. My Instagram is my name, Gail Keys, K-E-Y-E-S, Allen. I've been doing reels and telling people how to make money without a job. I've been being silly and fun and playful. I'm just enjoying it a lot. So on Instagram, they can go to my link tree, which I I have a um, Facebook group called the Newpreneur Club for Women. So it's for women that are interested in starting a new business, being a new entrepreneur, learning how to make money without a job. And I have some free trainings in there, too. But if they go to my Instagram, the link to everything is right there on my bio,
0: I will make sure to put that in the show notes too, your okay. Instagram handle. And yeah. then people can go into your link tree, join the Facebook, and get access to some of that free training. Yes, I'm giving a lot away. And that's it, because you understand how it works. Yes. The more you give, yes. the totally. more you'll receive. Oh
1: thank you so much for inviting me. I love this conversation today.
0: Oh, thank you, Gail. It was absolutely my pleasure. And now for the recap. If your job feels out of alignment with your soul, you do have options. And here are the five steps. One, start to explore what your interests are. What is something you enjoy? Gail's creative and started with artistic endeavors and then started teaching Canva courses. You don't have to stay in one place. Try many things. Explore your interests and allow them to evolve. Not everything has to generate money, but some things will. But still, even if they make money, you don't have to stay there. Be open to evolving. Keep a childlike curiosity. It not only keeps you young and vibrant, but it also keeps you open to opportunities. Number two, don't argue for your limitations. If you lean into truly being yourself, there are no limits. Like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, we go off on this grand adventure, but everything we need has always been there inside of us. Believe this. You have everything you need to succeed already in you. Number three, invest in yourself. You need to invest in your future. Whether it is time or money, you need to invest. Without the investment, there is no transformation. Invest in courses, training, maybe it's therapy or a life coach to help you get over mental barriers that could be holding you back. And while we are all worthy, our brains still equate investment with worth. So when we invest in ourselves, we feel more worthy. So go ahead, invest in yourself. Number four, just jump. Sometimes it's something big like a family tragedy or a global pandemic, but you don't have to wait. You can do it now. You are never too old and there will never be a right time. Yep, you might get bruised and banged up when you jump, but if you don't jump, you'll never know what could have been. And what are you going to give priority to, you or the job? And number five, prioritize loving the inner child inside you. That child knows your truth before all the layers of social expectations and conditioning. She is blessed with many gifts and wants to go out and explore them. It's important to be able to love up on yourself, as Gail says. Love up on yourself and that curious child inside you. We are in a time that is now being called the Great Resignation. Each of us has a friend who either wants to leave their job or they just have. Go to the podcast page or on your phone and click the three dots, then hit share and send this podcast to them. Hopefully it will give them some food for thought and some inspiration. And also today, the day of this episode going live, is Gail's birthday. So hop on over to Instagram and wish her a happy birthday. In the show notes, I've included Gail's Instagram handle and the link to her Facebook group where she has got a lot of great freebies. I hope you have a beautiful week and much love on your journey.